0: (laughs) All right, let's do this. Let's go live. Let's do it. All right. So I got, I'm on live here on TikTok on the left, on the right side. I got the Zoom screen going so I can record it. I'll put it up later on my podcast. You can find, you can find my podcast on my Instagram. I got a link tree on there. You could go on the link tree and find it there uh, to find the podcast. I'm also going to put it up on the YouTube channel later. um, I'm using the Zoom recording to do this. I think it's a cool trick. It worked last time when I did like the random TikTok live session. do it again let's do it again i'm gonna enter an era of i'm gonna do silent content to adjust around the whole uh it seems like the residency program doesn't not the residency program but the hospital doesn't want me to make content around kind of the experiences with the hospital right they don't want me to mention anything about patients so i'm not going to do that so i'm going to adjust and i want to do a period of silent content if i'm going to hopefully call myself, you know, an, a marketing expert based on experiences. I can't just be, have done good on TikTok and Instagram. I want to be able to, I don't prove to myself that I could do it in text format, maybe long form, long form written content, as well as short form written content, try and work on Twitter a little bit, see, you know, try out the other atmosphere. So guys, let's ask some questions. What's up, everyone? Hope, hope you're not getting too wet out there. It's pouring out right now. Like absolutely pouring outside right now. So let's do this. Let's get a let's get a little live session going. 114. Wow, thank you. That's I'm I'm very honored. Let's let's go. Anyone's got questions? How can I help? What's going on? Also, I have a, a live session right now on Instagram. I put up a little you know question box. You can ask me a question there. You could always DM me on Instagram if there's anything I could help with. It doesn't have to be related to just dentistry, oral surgery, like just anything. You know, let's chat. Let's Let's shoot the, let's shoot the stuff. Let's shoot the breeze. What questions can answer? What's up folks? What's up? It's, it's pouring out here right now. So that's why I decided let's do some content. Let's get on here. Let's do a live session again. I'm, I'm recording this on zoom right now. So we'll go for like 45 minutes or, or whatever. Um, I'm going to put the the recording on zoom right here. I got zoom up. I'm going to record it. I'm going to put that up on podcast for later. Anyone misses you want to watch this again, you want to kind of read through the answers to questions that I do, whatever. Um, I'll put it up on the YouTube channel for long-form content, as well as just the audio. Actually, I'll put the video on on podcast as well. Um, let's see. So questions. Someone just asked me, have I ever had done, dental work done um, in the Instagram live session I got? No, I've, I've, I mean, I've had orthodontics, but no, I've, I've never had a filling done. I've never... No, no cavities so far. I had a little demineralization underneath one of the brackets on my number twenty-one over here, but it was just demineralization. It didn't amount to a cavity, so no fillings. Thank God. Um has anyone what to do if some some gums are receding? I so the biggest thing when your gums are receding, I always recommend I just talked to my dad about this two weeks ago. I always recommend everyone you should get a mechanical toothbrush. The mechanical toothbrush, the newer ones, they change color to red if you're brushing too hard. And a lot of, at least for myself, will cause my gums to recede a little bit, little bit, you know, poquito, on the buckle aspects of the posterior mandible teeth, mandibular teeth, the dentition back there. It, I was brushing too hard when I was younger. I had no idea. I thought, you know, you want to brush hard to get the ca- calculus and plaque off and debris out of there. You don't need to do that, though. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really good idea to get a mechanical toothbrush to know if you're brushing too hard. What medical you do? Dentist. What? What what medical you do? I'm not sure what what you mean. Um, in dentistry, I'm an oral and maxillofacial surgery resident um, in Manhattan, New York. How do you balance a great work slash social life? Well, it's about making a lot of time for for what you prioritize. You know, most people don't prioritize social media. This is how I kind of connect. And I like to educate and give back. And I, there's, there's two ways to look at social media. It could be a big form of negatives. It could be a big form of positives. I like to go all in on the positives. I like to connect. I like to give back. I like to mentor, educate. Um, and I like to be educated using social media and stuff, right? Like quick, quick form. No sitting through lectures. No, let's go on YouTube. Let's learn stuff, right? Red Sparrow, what's up, dude? What's up? Did you have experience in dentistry before dental school? Yes. Yes. I worked for as an oral surgery assistant in my gap year in between college and dental school. I thought that was huge. I had three jobs. I was a lifeguard. Um, I lifeguarded at the gym. I lifeguarded at an assisted living home, um, which was great to learn and hear the stories of, you know, older senior citizens. That was a very big, you know, nothing to do with dentistry stuff. Right. Um, But learning a lot about life and, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk mentions this when you talk to people in assisted living home, even older, you know, grandparents, great grandparents hearing their stories. They talk a lot about what they didn't do and less about what they did do. Right. I mean, they do talk a lot about what they did do. <laughs> you know, they, they like to reminisce and stuff, but they they all everyone's always got a story about I wish I did this. I wish I did that. You know, Robert Langdale are you are the guy who extracts wisdom teeth. Uh, correct. I, I do extract wisdom teeth. That's what we do in oral surgery. It's a big part of our practice. Um, love it. Love taking out teeth. Where'd you go to dental school? Cowboy energy. Love the handle. I went to dental school at Stony Brook. It's on in Long. It's on Long Island in New York, in the town of Stony Brook. Obviously, it's a part of Stony Brook University. Um, that's where I went to. Were you at the top of your class to get into OMFS? I don't know. I, we weren't ranked. That's why I like Stony Brook. It's a small school. We had 44 in our class and we we were unranked It did well. Right. But you know, wasn't off the charts. Who knows? Right. I blew out my upper deck on an end of February, crashed into a BMX park, shattered my full face and broke my neck with a TBI. Jesus. Sorry to hear that, man. My God. Mr. Exxon original. I uh, hope you're doing okay, man. That's, that's crazy. Joe C1370. Hello, Doctor. What's up? What's up, Joe? Thanks for joining. Jordan Choey 03. How do I improve my communication interpersonal skills? Uh it's it's really practice. You know, reach out to people. Don't be shy about talking with people that are older or younger than you. You know, nothing's above you, nothing's with me. I I I like to interact with pre-dental students and and high school students. Like, you know what I mean? Just, I don't know, being true to who you are. And being honest, you know, maybe you're shy, maybe you get anxiety in situations. For example, when I interviewed at Oklahoma, it was virtual interviews my year because we were the first interviews um, the year, It was six months after COVID hit, six to nine months after COVID, Oklahoma's interview, they were all virtual, but Oklahoma's was a roundtable or like an, you know, but they had, they had literally like residents, faculty, it was like 20 people around a table. And the camera was in the middle of the table. And whenever a faculty member had a question to ask, the camera would rotate around the table to that faculty member. And then they would ask the question like that. And as the camera was rotating in the middle of the center of the table, I could see in the background, they had projectors on every wall. And my face was on that wall talking. So while that can be intimidating, I thought that was exciting. That's like wild. Who the hell does that? Right. But that was cool. That was, that was, that was really awesome. Um, uh, I thought the interview went well. And I think interpersonal skills is really just being on, you know, like if you're shy, say, Hey, you know, I'm really shy. I get a lot of anxiety on this, but I'm really excited for this interview and I'm super appreciative for you to have me on today. Right. So, so how can we begin? You know, just be honest with that. What do you think is the best college in Virginia? Joss Bakil, I don't know. I don't know what the best college in Virginia is. I, I, have, I have no idea. Handstands your chest and rips out your wisdom teeth. No, 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 no. We gently remove <laughs> teeth. <laughs> gently remove. That's, that's key. Very, very gently. <laughs> do you have time for yourself and how do you constantly study? Um, you got to make time. You got to make time. That's why I like doing the questions of the day because, you know, I'll, I'll come home. It'll motivate me to come home despite a long 20 something hour day or days. And still, if I can, if I can make a little time, with it. some days you just got on unwind. I just got to put on a Vikings show episode and, and take it easy. But other days I want, I want to get home and get to work. So I, I study through quizlets. That's a big thing. I love studying oral pathology and then I'll make questions of the day from that. Like if you see that on my Instagram, TikTok, or um my podcast, I'll what I'll do is I'll go into a topic. I'll make a question from it. And then I'll post the question of the day on Instagram. And then from Instagram, I'll post it to LinkedIn. And then I'll give what I'm doing new now is I'll put the explanation with some tips. Uh, you know, to remember the fact about say fibrous dysplasia was the last one. I'll put the thing on uh you know the explanation of three points to remember based on the radiographic image, for example, on, on Twitter, and then I'll import that Twitter to the explanation to the Instagram story again. And then I'll, and then I'll verbally say the explanation to that question on um, on podcast and do something like that. So I don't know that's just how I find a kind basically find motivations for studying and then making questions of the day. For. How did you choose the specialty? Did you consider others like periodontics or ortho? I, I didn't, you know, I was open to it. In, in the beginning, to consider other specialties, I was always mostly interested in oral surgery and it proved to be my primary focus and interest through dental school. Externships, where you spend a week at these residency programs and um, see what their residency is like, they get to see what you're like. That was really what kind of solidified oral surgery, my interest in oral surgery from there. What was that next question? That's so Superman. <laughs> you have time for us to answer that one. How are you hanging in there? Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Hanging in there, trying to get more content around making the adjustments around what we got to do. I'm so ready for completely new teeth. Replace all of them. These are duds. I'm done. No, 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 Red Sparrow. I don't suggest you taking out healthy teeth. I I really don't. You want to save and try to maintain everything that you have. There's nothing better than your natural tooth. Current D1 BDes fifteen currently D one at UPenn. When did you start studying for the CVSE? What is your plan in doing? So I started. I took the CVSE after D one year, right? So I can learn about what it is. It's different from any test you've taken thus far in dental school. So I suggest it's different. It's a medical board, medically based exam. You know, it's based on the medical boards, and I recommend taking that test first to figure out what it is, and then you know what to study for, right? So that's my biggest recommendation. I Try it, dude. You have six chances to take that test. You're not wasting one by taking it once to know what it is, right? Um, after D one year, I took it and then I started to prepare for it. I really prepared for it, um, the summer after D two year took it once and then I really got the score that I needed. The winter in the middle of D three year, right? So, so it took me it took me three times to take it. The first time, I mean, I didn't study for it, but. It counts, I guess. Right. Are you doing a four year OMFS or six year? I'm in the four year for the oral surgery I want to do. It's it's not necessary to get your MD. Right. Like, I guess more knowledge is is good, but it's not necessary. And I really kind of want to start working. You know, I want to be playing around in the weeds, learning about, you know, like the feet in medical school. Like, what the hell? Let's let's cut to the chase. Right. I like thumbs up how you took it to find out what it was. first. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's for, and this is for anyone. It's a really good idea to take that the exam to know what you're studying for before you start studying for it. Right. What was the oddest, hardest, or most standout interview question you got? Dr. Bastidis at Montefiore, the program director there. He said, what is your biggest life regret? That was one. That was uh, a question that I got the program director at university of Texas that program asked me, he really went through my resume and he asked me a lot of questions. Like he asked me about how, you know, cause I, I run, I created and run the Instagram page top wineries. And cause I, I I don't know. I like wineries. I want to learn about them and I know how to market them. And and it does really, I think it's at 112,000 followers now, 120, 122,000 followers. now, I think it's at, and so it's done well, you know, I've been running that. I made that six years ago. Um, yeah. So I find that stuff fun. He asked me about that. That was pretty cool to, to go into. I know, I know, but still awesome. I appreciate it. I, when applying to dental school, what, uh, Jordan, Jordan asked, what do you mean? When applying to dental school, what, what about a t- applying to dental school for not found awesome or it's about, I do the exact same thing. I know. Right. It's, I mean, it, it seems to make sense. I think we need to use our intuition, intuition and use common sense, more readily when preparing for things like that. Right. Really, really think about how to navigate and you need to have self-awareness. You need to know how you're going to succeed. What will work best for you? I need to study more than um, I need to, I don't need, like I found like my hand skills were, were exceptional in dental school. So I needed to, to focus more on studying for exams because um, I don't know, hand skills came easy to me. Studying for exams was more of my, I need to spend more time there. Right. And then when I figured out that I learned really well visually based and I always thought I had to draw and write out things multiple times. No, no, no. Quizlet was what solved it. I put out a quizlet and then I'll put on the opposite side the figure of whatever concept terminology, whatever anatomy you're doing, and then get through the decks. Um, consistency and repetitions, a lot of repetitions to get through quizlet cards. And then you're going to remember the figures based on the terms. And then you could back up the other side of the card. You're going to, if you have figures unique to that term figure, um, you know, condition, syndrome, et cetera, you're going to remember, right? Quizlet was my, my tip. How did you prepare for dental school apps? Um, really DAT studying. DAT studying was, was the biggest thing. I studied for about a month and a half starting the week I graduated for college because I took a gap year. So I started studying then, and then I took it about a month, month and a half after and getting all the right, the week that the portal opens to apply to dental school, get everything in, get out of the way, do it. That's what I did. And then I went back to studying because I had about less than like three weeks to study for the DAT after that, um, I also think studying for the DAT, the big, the biggest thing is to, the PAT is different from anything else. It's There's nothing to teach you that in college. So you really need to spend a crack the DAT. PAT section was the biggest help I found for studying for the PAT on the DAT. Josh Griffin, I want to go to dental school. Any advice for someone sort of lost and overwhelmed? Yes, Go to someone's practice and see what they do for a living. This is not just for dentistry. This is for medicine. This is for being a PA, a nurse assistant, a nurse, a nurse practitioner, a PA, like I said, dentist, surgeon, doctor, lawyer. Go and see what they do. If you really like it, but you don't know what you want to do in that profession, work for them, right? By spending, the more time you spend with them, you're going to see where you're going to kind of fit in. And I would really be focused on what you like to do. What, What are you passionate about? If you're passionate about helping people, then healthcare is a way to is a good way to go. I would say though, the current time in our our this this era, for whatever reason, healthcare is a very very rigorous profession to go into. They're going to make you work a lot, and they're not going to pay you a, a lot for what you work for. Okay, and then preceding that, prior to being in the career, there's going to be a lot of years in education. You're going to have to go to a lot of school. College, professional degree, postgraduate, specialties, fellowships now. It's a lot. Um, So that's something to take into consideration. And, you know, one of my best friends, he's in investment banking. He did four years of undergrad and went right into it. And he's making a lot of money. He's working really hard. You know, compared to how much I worked in dental school, I would say we were working similar hours. But he was getting paid for those hours. I was paying to get work that hard in, in dental school. And now I'm in residency and I'm getting worked harder than ever before. And it's not didactic heavy, it's clinical heavy. It's experience ever. I like it. But the amount of work that you're putting in, you're not getting paid adequately yet. Yeah. And you could say the argument is that sure, you're gonna, it's gonna pay off long run, in the long run, right? You're gonna get paid that, that adequately later on. But I don't think you should wait for getting the most out of your life, right? I'm a big believer in work hard, play hard. And I'm not taking my party hard or anything. No, like I really believe that we should enjoy our life. And if you're working hard and in healthcare, you will work hard to get there. And then once you're in there to stay there and to maintain, but, and it's patient centered, right? You can't just like take time off from your patients. I think, I think the finances are kind of balancing out in order to give you the best quality of life possible in the healthcare career. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if you if you understand what uh, what I mean by that. Let me know what you think. Learning how you learn is key. Yes, Red Spout. Learning how you learn centered on self-awareness is the number one thing. I would spend your time elementary school, middle school, high school. Figure out how you learn most efficiently and effectively. Efficiently and effectively. Efficiently because you don't want to spend 10 hours to learn one fact, right? Not, not literally, but hypothetically, right? You want to spend... As little time possible to maximize your learning in the subject, right? And so QuoZLIT was it for me. I used to have to, in college, I thought that rewriting it. I had a biology professor at NYU Polytechnic Institute. That's now NYU School Tandon of Engineering. And the biology professor used to tell us that you need to rewrite it. You need to write, 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 not rewrite everything. Get away from the technology and do No, 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 no. All right, let's grow up. Not in a bad way. Well, I'm saying like, let's. it's 2023. Let's stop studying like it's 1920 under a candlelit light. Let's use technology to our advantage. Quizlet's good because you can get more repetitions in. Maybe you do need to write stuff. I found that I need to see things again and again and again, and I need figures, right? I don't necessarily need to write or draw or create the figures myself. I just need to see it, look at it, study it, observe it, and get it again and again and again. Quizlet did that for me. I didn't figure that out until D2, D3 here. Of dental school. I wish I did you found Quizlet out in undergrad. That would have allowed me to crush things in more in undergrad. And and luckily I did work hard and I was able to get a 4.0 my fall semester of my senior year of college. But anyway, I digress. Learning how you study is most important, how you study best is most important. Any tips for organic chem? Yes, Arnav Sugavanam. For organic chemistry, read the textbook or as much of the textbook as you can the summer prior. Khan Academy for organic chemistry. Boom. Do it. Look up quizlets. I don't know how to how you look up on quizlets uh, um, for organic chemistry because I didn't do it myself. I did studying of the textbooks in Khan Academy. That allowed me to get – I got an A- minus in Orgo 1 and I got an A-flat in A on Orgo 2. I worked so hard for that. I loved organic chemistry too. I think that helped. Um, going prepared before, prior to organic chemistry is going to allow you to prevent cramming. And, you know, it'll give you a little head start. Very important. OK, um, index cards was very big for me in, in organic. chemistry. Are they still being ridiculous and cruel about your on-call nights and time? <laughs> I'm still in residency, so you know what I mean. Do you like the state you're doing residency in? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. I'm in New York and it's, it's um from what I hear other states and like, like doing residency and healthcare in the East coast is different from the West coast. I hear the Northeast, Northeast coast, Northeastern area of the United States is very, very hard on, on residents. I don't know why, I don't know what the hell. We got to figure it out, you know. Like, if we, if we're going to keep clinging to doctor storage, why aren't we increasing the number of residency spots? We're increasing the number of medical school and dental school spots. Why aren't we increasing the number of spots in residency, widespread? What the hell are we doing? You know, this isn't healthcare at large. Was your undergrad GPA good, or did you have some academic setbacks that you had to compensate for? Um, thanks for answering this question, Jordan. Um, I had a three six uh wait three three seven i had a three six three seven overall um gpa when i graduated from college at nyu Tandon school of was nyu poly at the time i had a three four and then i went to stevens and i got a three seven five so it, it'll put, yeah it was about a three six my undergrad gpa when you balanced it out right um there was at nyu poly the physics course were so difficult for literally no reason, <laughs> but I mean, I guess you could say, you know, it's an engineering school. They wanted their engineer students to learn it. And yes. I had to take all engineering based courses for, it was biomolecular sciences at NYU poly. And then it was biomolecular by bi, chemical biology at Stevens and taking physics. They only had two exams. There it, it, it were little, nothing, no quizzes, no nothing. It was a full semester. You had a 10 question midterm, And then the final was 10 questions too. So I got a five out of 10 on the midterm. What are you going to do from there? Am I going to risk the whole rest of the course to get, get my first C in college? Absolutely not. So I dropped the course. I took it in the summer, did well. I got a B, B, whatever the hell it was. But then, you know, it wasn't, it was, there was a lot of quiz heavy thing um, physics course in the summer, rather than winging it in the middle of the year, relying on one midterm and final. I don't think that's a good way to have a course, right? You know, just one 10-question midterm and one 10-question final. I think that's ridiculous. So I got the hell out of there. Um, let's see, where, where are we? He's so busy. <laughs> Thanks. You got it. You got it. an A and Jen Kim. Congrats.